Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and... 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's peanut butter cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. The Golden West Radio Network presents Crisis. Good evening, folks. This is Captain Dietrich here on the flight deck. I'd like to welcome you aboard Flight 19, New York to London. We're climbing to our cruise altitude of 32,000 feet at this time. We'll have a nice moonlight night for our ride. Forecast for London is 56 degrees and light overcast. Hope you enjoy your flight. And on behalf of your crew, we invite you to just ask an attendant if there's anything that we can do for you to make your trip more pleasant. Thank you. Captain, we're 40 DME from Kennedy. Let's turn to 030 to 24,000. Turning to 030 and report on 24,000. That will be squawk 3042 on the transponder as we go through 24,000. Gotcha. It's a beautiful night. (sighs) Sure is. What are we getting? What? On the radio. Oh, just uh, Kennedy departure control. No. Let me put my headphones on. Mayday, mayday, mayday. You hear that? No, I don't know what you mean. Canary two to Canary leader. I'm going down. There's a plane in trouble. Do you mean to tell me you can't hear that? No, I only hear departure control on 123.5. Canary leader, do you read me? Confirm. Give me that mic. This is Universal Airways 19 to the plane in trouble. What's your position? Captain... Shut up a minute. Universal Flight 19 to a Canary 2. Do you hear me? Uh, Captain? Well, will you be quiet, Bill? I'm trying to listen. Captain Dietrich, look. Where? What? Your headphone jack. It isn't even plugged in. What? Then how did I hear what I heard? That's impossible. That's impossible. This is not good, not good at all. For Captain C.R. Dietrich is a veteran airline pilot in charge of a jumbo jet flying New York to London with over 300 human lives in his control. And it's not good to be receiving a broadcast on a set of earphones that aren't even plugged in. In just a minute, we'll return with tonight's baffling tale of suspense as Crisis brings you Mayday Signal.
And now, Act One of The Mayday Signal. What did you hear on your headset, Skipper? It was a it was a Mayday distress call of some kind. Well, why did you say Canary Two? Because that's the code name the pilot used. Only I couldn't have heard any of it. The phones weren't even connected to a receiver. Yeah. Stop looking at me like that. Don't you think I know how this sounds? Maybe I'm cracking up. Nah, hey, look, it. there has to be some explanation. Now, what exactly did this Canary 2 say? He was calling Mayday, and he said he was going down. He was trying to call Canary Leader, a military flight of some kind. Only, only your headphones weren't plugged in. So I couldn't have heard anything, I know. But, Bill, I did hear it. Oh, this is going to sound great on the voice recorder. Ah, they'll never hear it. You know that. I know. It only records half an hour of the cockpit conversation, and then it re-records over it. Unless we pull the circuit breaker. Pull it, Bill. Cap- Captain, pull it. it. Put it in the logbook. I want the flight manager to hear it. I want to hear it myself. Cut the recorder and note in the logbook. 2,140 hours, the captain started hearing voices. Dietrich Clyde R, age 53, started with Universal Airways, January 1956, Eastern before that, uh, U.S. Air Force before that. Health excellent, FAA status, A1. <laughs> well, nothing wrong with a record like that, Captain. I know. You've commanded Electras, Sixes, Nines, 47s, never had a black mark. Now, here's your log from Flight 19 on the evening in question. Uh, 21.38, Captain reports receiving distress message from unidentified source, unable to confirm. Captain requested stopping cockpit voice recorder to preserve conversation with unknown pilot, end quote. Well, you know, it's the policy of the line to pull the tape any time a captain orders the recorder stop so we can listen to that half hour of cockpit preceding the stop. I know that, Mr. Murray. That's why I told Bill to shut it off. You listen to the tape? Yes. Well? It didn't tell me a thing you haven't told me. You weren't wearing the headphones when you thought you heard a voice coming from them. You picked them up, put them on your ears, obviously thought you were hearing a plane... In then you couldn't hear anything on the tape except my voice and Bill Minton's? No. Well, of course, these contrivances aren't too sensitive. We get a lot of mechanical noise, gyro... Look, noise. Mr. Murray, there are two things I'm sure of. One, you can't receive a radio signal on a disconnected headphone. And two, I clearly and distinctly heard a pilot in trouble through my headphones. Now, where do we go from there? Well, flight manager has several options. Ground me. What? Ground me. Take me off the list for a while. Is that what you want? It isn't what I want. It's what has to be. No, no. Hold it a minute, Captain. This event happened five days ago. In that time, have you heard anything else, any other mystery signals? No. Just that one time? That's right. The return flight back to Kennedy? Nothing. And you want me to ground you? Look, I've run down every possible answer. I thought maybe somehow I began to pick up the soundtrack from the in-flight movie as we were showing that trip. But they hadn't even started running it yet. We checked the receiver. It was set right where it should be, at 123.5 departure control frequency. That leaves one inescapable conclusion, Mr. Murray, that what I heard wasn't in my headphones, but in my head. Hello? Is this Captain Dietrich? Yes. Sullivan with the FAA. Oh, yes. Well, I checked the whole eastern seaboard for the 24 hours preceding the night of your uh, experience, and we show no aircraft missing. None in trouble. Ditto with the Navy and Air Force. Nothing. Afraid not. Anything else we can do for you, Captain? No. Thanks. Oh, Bill. Hi, Captain. Come on in. 
I was just on my way home from the airport. Thought I'd stop in. On your way home? You shouldn't. You should have gotten in three hours ago. What happened? Oh, oh, nothing happened. Well, who took the flight for me? Gilpin. You know him? Yeah, I know him. Kind of. Well, I kind of missed flying with you. Well, believe me, I missed it too. When are you coming back? Oh, any day now. You, uh. You feel okay? Sure. Feel good as ever. No more, um. No more. Uh... Voices? No. Uh. Captain, I, I took the liberty of doing a little investigating on my own. I, I hope you don't mind. Investigating what? The, uh. The canary code name that you heard. Oh. Well. It's like you said, it, it, it sounded like a military identification code, so I started checking with the Air Force and the Navy. You didn't have to do that, Bill. I just was talking to the FAA, and they said there were no planes missing or overdue for 24 hours prior to the time I heard that signal. Yeah, but I was going back a little farther than 24 hours. What do you mean? Well, it seems the type of communication you heard has been obsolete in the Air Force for years. You mean, uh, canary leader like that? Yeah, right. Well, none of this makes any sense anyway. What What are you going to do? Do? Well, I'm going to call Murray and get back on Flight 19 and try to forget about the, the trick voice in my head. That is, <laughs> if you don't mind flying right seat to a... Hey, 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 none of that, Skipper. It'll be great to have you back. Hey, just great. <laughs> I'm your captain for our flight to London this evening, Captain Dietrich. We're climbing through a little overcast right now, and we'll be in the clear in just a minute. Then we'll be flying at 30,000 feet, far above the weather, and we'll probably find light rain in the London area when we get there. I hope you enjoy the flight, and we'd like to thank you for choosing Universal Airways. If there's anything we can do to help you enjoy your trip more, please just ask one of our lovely stewardesses. Thank you. You always say that just a little bit different. <laughs> Do I? Well, I don't get bored that way. Uh, say, call New York Center and see if we can go to 32. Okay. Uh, New York Center, Universal 19. New York Center, go ahead, 19. Uh, New York 19 requests clearance to 32,000 from 30. Oh, God, no. Bill, did you hear it? Stand by one, New York. What is it, Captain? Are you going to tell me you didn't hear it that time? I'm talking to New York Center. That's all I heard. Now, give me the mic. Give it to me. All right. Whoever this is, I can hear you. Canary Flight, identify yourself. Who are you? Who are you? This is New York Center. Go ahead. Damn. Go back to Kennedy Departure Control. Captain. 123.5. Crank it. All right. Air France, right turn and cleared to 24,000 on 030. Try Gander. Gander? We're not in range yet. Gander, Oceanic Control, get it. We're not in range, Captain. I'm going back to New York Center. Universal Flight 19, do you read? Do you copy? This is Universal Airways 19, New York. Understand, reported 24,000, squawk 3042 on the transponder and cleared 232. Affirmative 19, are you in any trouble? No, New York. Everything's normal. Universal 19 out. Captain C.R. Dietrich had nearly dismissed his disturbing experience aboard Flight 19 as one of life's unexplainable illusions. He returned to flying in command of the huge airliner with Bill Minton as co-pilot. 
but on that first flight after his self-imposed suspension, he once again heard, or thought he heard, the sounds of a pilot somewhere in distress. The same anguished cry for help. But, as before, his co-pilot didn't hear it. Nobody seemed to hear it, except Dietrich. After returning to New York, Dietrich and Bill Minton walked slowly through the rotunda at Kennedy International Airport. Dietrich, head down, is silent. Captain? Hey, hey, Dietrich, can I call you that? Dietrich? I, I know all your buddies call you that. Now, look, I'm not putting you down for this. It, it could happen to anybody. And there's a logical explanation for it somewhere. Sure, there's a nice logical explanation for it. And you know what it is. I'm going crazy, that's what it is. You're not going crazy. Why would you have this one particular hallucination, and only at just one particular spot and no other? If you're crazy, then... Then why don't you hear voices some other time? When, when you're crossing the point of no return, for instance. <laughs> That's what always spooked me. In the middle of the ocean, it's too late to turn back. What did back. you say? When? You're right. Both times I heard that thing at the same exact place on our course. Why didn't I think of that? Yeah. Bill, help me. Sure. Help you do what? Help me lay out a course. There you have it. Well, that's got to be the spot, you agree? Right. I wish we could have gotten the data off the flight recorder, or at least the cockpit recorder. Well, this is accurate, though. Figuring it was three minutes after the right turn off Kennedy. Figuring in our corrected ground speed, we were right here both times. Right. At between fifteen and 18,000. Right. You've got it. But what have you got? Well, I've, I've got a little spot in the sky out off the Atlantic coast. And that's where I'm going to be tomorrow night, listening. Hello, uh, Gotham Flying Service. I want to rent a twin-engine pressurized plane with extra tanks. What have you got? Cessna 310 with tip tanks. Good. What about radios? Hmm, good. Full panel? Fine. I'll need it tomorrow night at 6 o'clock. Cessna 2-9er X-ray, turning to 030. 030, affirmative 2-9er X-ray. Okay, coming up on that spot now. Kennedy departure control to Pan Am 2. Pan Am 2, go ahead. Heading is 040, traffic below you at 12,000 and to your left. Report at 24. 040, traffic below and left. You go on up there, Pan Am. I won't be bothering you from here at 12 on your left. All I want is to hear from somebody called Canary 2. Well, here we go into the cloud deck. Ooh, hang in there, baby. It's a little bumpy. All right. This is where I heard Canary 2. Cessna 2-Niner X-Ray, this is Bonanza 8-1 Bravo. Who's that? 8-1 Bravo, this is 2-Niner X-Ray. Go ahead. Indeed, Captain... This is Bill Mitten. Bill? What are you doing? Where are you? I followed you, Skipper. Why? I want to help. What do you think you can do? Now, this is my show. Go on back. No way. I don't want you haunting in on this. Please. No law against my renting a plane. Bill, listen. This is something I've got to do all by myself. Can't you understand that? You didn't hear that Mayday. I did. 
It was meant for me to hear, no one else. So I'm back here to get to the bottom of it once and for all. Now let me alone. Turn around and go back and land. I know how you feel, Pete. But I'm going to find you and keep you in sight, just in case. Oh, all right. Where are you? Zero, four, four, at ten thousand. And you're in a bonanza? You're nuts to be out over the ocean in a single-engine plane. Go on back, Bill. All right. I've just broken out of the deck at 12-9. I'll wait for you. I'll do a 360. Coming up to join you. Uh, it's a nice night up here. Stars. Peaceful. Deep? What will you do if you don't hear it again? I don't know. You know, it could be something aboard the plane. Aboard the 747 itself. But it isn't. Maybe the headphones. Oh, I had them pulled apart and checked. Hey, Bill, watch for icing on that cloud bank. Once a captain, always a captain. <laughs> I'm sorry. Hey, here we are. I'm on top. Yeah, and I see you. Can you see me? Yeah. Now what are you going to prove? I don't know. Now, Bill, I want you to be quiet. Don't use your radio. I understand. If this thing is going to happen to me again, I want to hear it. Loud and clear. Okay. Bonanza, 8-1, Bravo, out. 2-9er X-ray, out. Canary 2, this is Canary Leader, I hear you. Jump! Bail out, Canary 2. We're too low. We can't bail out. Watch your altitude. Going through 500 feet. Skipper, please, come down. Come down through the cloud deck. I'll fire a flare so you can find us. Raj, Canary 2. Canary Leader is going to find you. Cessna, 2-Niner, X-Ray, deep. Captain, why are you diving? Are, are you all right, Captain? Hang on, Canary 2. I'm coming down. We're almost on the water, Canary Leader. I see them. I see them, Canary 2. Hang on. I'll be with you in a moment. Now, Metton, if you'll just read over this statement to see if it's correct and then sign it. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what happened. Got a pen? Hmm? <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, right here. There you go. Thank you. You'll receive a copy of this, and the others go to the FAA and, of course, our files. Yeah. Look, how, how do you think this is going to go down in the books? How's it going to go down in the books? Well, it's up to the feds, of course. My own notion, from what you saw and heard, the man began to babble on his radio to a signal you couldn't receive. A non-existent radio message. Then puts his rented airplane into a dive into the cloud deck. Flies it straight down into the ocean. What else can you call it? It was suicide. No, I'll never buy that. Guy had seven years to go before retirement. He was scared about his sanity, depressed, bingo. Yeah, but what about the flares? The flares? Red flares I saw below me as I followed him into the cloud deck. Would a guy committing suicide fire off two red flares? Well, that's, that's a good question. We'll leave it up to government to figure that one out. I just fly this desk, you know. Yeah. 
Well, see you later. Oh, uh, don't forget, Minton. You uh, know this makes you one up on the seniority ladder. You might make Captain a little quicker now. Look at it that way. Whenever Bill Minton is assigned to Flight 19 to London, you can bet he'll be especially careful to monitor his radio headphones as he climbs out over the Atlantic from Kennedy Airport. Listening, listening, praying he'll never hear a Mayday signal. I'll be back in a minute with the names of our players and a few scenes from next week's Crisis. Mayday Signal featured Arthur Kahn as Captain Dietrich with Phil Harper as the co-pilot, Doug Young as Murray, and the voices of Bob Wright, Jack Allen, Fred Sanchez, and Tam Henry. The program was written and directed by yours truly, Jim French, who invites you to join us again next week at this same time for Crisis. <laughs>